Hello and welcome to After the Pulpit. For the week ending the 16th of April 2023, I'm Ian Hawkridge coming to you from Somerset West in South Africa. The title of today's podcast is Poor Old Thomas. And the reading is from John chapter 20, verses 19 to 29. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Years ago we had a fridge magnet that read, Rent out your teenagers while they still know everything. One of the things that happens as we age is that we realize that we don't know as much as we thought, and we have less and less certainty about what we do know. This is a good thing, since it opens us up to possibilities that we would not otherwise have dreamt of. But it does mean that we are less in control of what we believe. For some Christians this becomes a crisis since so many have been taught that faith is the absence of doubt. I don't subscribe to that at all and in fact believe that doubt is a very necessary part of faith in God. I remember a young man in one of the Bible studies that I led who had very fixed ideas about what he believed the Bible to be saying. His favorite response to questions about faith was, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But in the end, his certainty deserted him, and he became quite depressed because he could not believe that way anymore. Thomas is not a prominent character in the Gospels, although he is listed among the disciples in all four of them. Only John mentions him more than once. The impression we get is of one who is slightly gloomy, but in touch with reality. 
He does not let the excitement of following Jesus cloud his own judgment. Sadly, Thomas's name has also become a byword for those who doubt. And we often hear someone spoken of as a doubting Thomas. This does not really do justice to the person who in his faithfulness to Jesus also said, Let us also go that we may die with him. That's in John chapter 11 verse 16. Well, the one who spoke up when he didn't understand, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? That's in John 14 verse 5. It's important for us to understand Thomas's position before we condemn him. It was not that he was unfaithful to Jesus, nor that he had no faith in Jesus. He just found it difficult to believe what others told him about Jesus. There are many churches and people in the church who would dearly love to do away with doubt. I've heard it said again and again, if you just have enough faith, then this or that will happen and have cringed when I hear such things. Because that doesn't sound like faith. It sounds to me like superstition. If you get the right phase of the moon and the right time of the year, then you can be sure such and such will happen. And we all know how well that works. We need to move beyond this type of superstitious faith to a place where we can be honest about our doubts. They are in fact part of faith in God. When we are dealing with a being who is far beyond anything that we can imagine, it follows that there will be things we cannot, cannot grasp with our minds. In Thomas's case, he could not accept that the one he had seen die just a short while ago was alive again. He wasn't writing off the possibility of resurrection, but asking that he could have the same experience of the presence of Jesus as the others had had. One of the most endearing things about Thomas is his honesty. He is not going to believe just because others do. And Jesus honors this as he comes once again into the upper room. The result is one of the most notable confessions in the Gospels. My Lord and my God. As Thomas realizes that all that Jesus has said is true and that he can trust him. Thomas becomes an example of real faith as he confesses his doubts and waits for Jesus to deal with them in his own, in his own way. What many Christians today do not realize is that real faith is honest. It is not the Hallelujah Festival that some people make it in order to hide the fact that they are struggling. Nor is it a pity party that blames God for everything. If we are honest about our doubts, then we are able to receive faith as a gift, which is something that it always is, and believe that which we are able to receive. Jesus asks no more than that, for he knows that the more we experience in a relationship with him, the more we will be able to trust him.
The final sentence in our reading refers to those who have not seen and yet have believed. But this does not mean blind faith either. Nor is it a judgment upon Thomas, but a recognition that he was honest about his needs, just as we should be honest with Jesus about our faith needs. It is only when God ambushes us with his love that we will be convinced that we are loved and that Jesus is present in our lives. Now let's listen to a song written some years ago. I will wait for you, my Lord and my King. listening and I pray for a blessed week for you and look forward to being with you again next week. Goodbye.